beauty of Florida can be found among the ancient cypress trees. They stand like giant sentinels, where more than 50 years ago, a dream was born that would share Florida and its beauty with everyone. You are listening to The Polk Experience. On today's Polk Experience, Margaret Perry, the niece of Dick Pope Sr., tells her story about Cypress Gardens. To illustrate Margaret's story, I've interspersed some classic cuts from a Cypress Gardens documentary. The beauty of Florida can be found among the ancient cypress trees. They stand like giant sentinels, where more than 50 years ago, a dream was born that would share Florida and its beauty with everyone. has been beautiful Cypress Gardens, but it wasn't always so beautiful. In 1932, it was desolate, a wasteland of forest and swamp, worthless except to one man who had a dream of turning it into a garden paradise. His name was Dick Pope, and he wasn't afraid to take chances. With his wife Julie and a few dollar-a-day workers, he began to tame the immense tangle of tropical growth digging canals and planting the first flowers by hand. Over the next three years, the landscape underwent a dramatic transformation until finally, in January of 1936, Cypress Gardens received its first visitors. His dad, um, you know, developed Mount Lake, and they were friends of Bach, and um, he convinced, his dad convinced Bach to come down here. My mother said the greatest thing was them going to visit the boxes and her, their parents would play bridge with them oh, and then okay. afterwards he would play the piano. Yeah. Play the, yeah. Okay. What a great time to grow up there, isn't it? Yeah. The Southern Bells are the garden symbol of classic Southern hospitality. These beautiful young women show off the best of this Southern tradition, like the thousands who have belled before them. The idea of the bells originally came out of necessity during World War II when a hard freeze hit the gardens, damaging the flowering vines at the entrance. To keep guests from turning away, some young women were dressed in antebellum skirts large enough to cover the frost-burned plants. Visitors were so enchanted with the warmth and friendly charm of this southern welcome that the bells became a permanent addition to Cypress Gardens. Malcolm and Dick, they were just a bully. I don't know how to say, you know, they were just always, everything was exciting. My mother's more reserved, kind of yeah. ladylike, fun, always smiled, always smiled. You never saw, you know, never saw her frown it. And then Ines, on the other hand, was um, just brilliant. She had, during the war, she, is it, Walter Reed Hospital, she was the, uh, Dietitian. And we used to go to her house. She lived on Lake Roy. Mm-hmm. 
and we used to go to her house and she had these big containers and one would say biscuits and one would say cake and it was before they sold cake mixes that's how old i am before they sold the mixes you know yeah you know he was in world war one and world war two and um in world war one he wanted to be in the tank in the tank whatever you call it brigade mm -hmm. whatever and i think he was in philadelphia i'm not sure but he went up there and it kept applying, it kept applying, and he finally, and he got a job in a boarding house until he finally got in and he wrote the letters, you know. Mm -hmm. He was just, he had to do it. And then World War II, he had been on, um, of course, on Madison Avenue and doing all of that. They told him he was going to be a photographer. Oh. Well, he ended up going to California to lift the telephone poles. Oh. And he said that that's why, uh, that, you know, the Bogavilla are held up mm -hmm. with the telephone poles. Yeah. And that's what gave him the idea. Water skiing emerged as a new sport during the early 1920s in Minnesota, but the first professional performance took place in 1943 right here at Cypress Gardens. Some neighborhood kids put on an aquatic show for a group of servicemen who returned the next day wanting to see more. Ever the entrepreneurs, Dick and Julie Pope took the idea and ran with it, or rather, skied with it, and professional water skiing was born. Since then, the Cypress Garden Ski Team has staged more than 60,000 shows at the gardens and around the world. Ski, ski, ski. and aquamaids pool their talents and skill to create a four-tier human pyramid first done at Cypress Gardens in 1948. Nowhere is the collaboration of this beautiful and demanding sport more evident as team members support each other and build right before the audience's eyes a 10-person configuration of raw muscle and trust bringing a well-deserved burst of applause and admiration from the crowd. Every day, she would do it twice, and I would walk with her. 
and uh, yeah, I learned, and I learned a lot, you know, from them. And then when Easy to Love was filmed, my sister had, had you know, the swimming pool picture. My my sister had recruited recruited all of her friends because Downing and Adrian were older by then, and um, so but and I was so little, I had to stay behind those ages. I get to I didn't get to be in the pictures. Oh. And then one time when uh, Fernando Lamas, I, I just found a picture of Julie. <sighs> She's little with Esther Williams. Yeah. Yeah, it's the cutest thing in the world. I've got as I said, I've got a stack in there to give her because I'm going to see Francis this weekend. Oh. But um, anyway, um, all those all those people that came to the the, the uh, Miss Americas were just as sweet oh, as they could be. Yeah. Uh, Leon Merriweather, you know, um, he had judged. I think he judged it when Marianne Mobley and Leon Merriweather. You know who she was? Mm-hmm. Leon Merriweather was in uh, what's the yeah uh, the series? I'm stuck, but answer. You know, no, 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 no. He was the lawyer, um, and she was. Yeah. Anyway, and I think she's the one, and she would come and play charades. Perry Mason. No. No, but you're close. Not Barnaby Jones? Could have been Barnaby Jones. I think it's Barnaby Jones. Okay. I never knew what a voracious reader he was. Have you ever heard that? Well, since then, I've met people. Well, I mean, they're, they're probably not a lot of them now, but they told me. When he was younger and his dad left Winter Haven for a year and a half, he ran the real estate business. And yes. I know you've read that. Fed sold a million dollar thing when he was like in his teens. It was amazing. But he, at lunchtime, he'd go to this home, and I, I don't remember the name of the people, but they always knew he'd been there. He'd come take a little, little, little rest, and he'd read in their library. And he took every page he did this to somehow. But this is how he, this is how he read when, he, when we were on the plane. This is how he read Time Magazine. And then he'd pick up Newsweek, and then he'd pick up U.S. News. And I was a smart aleck, you know, 20, mm-hmm. what, three-year-old. And I said, so Uncle Dick, I'll take it back. What does it say about Saudi Arabia? Jules told me the whole thing. What does he say about this? I thought, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, the man could read, he had a photographic memory, and he could just read just so fast, faster almost than you could talk. It was just incredible. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was so flabbergasted. So then, what we couldn't find him, we were to meet him. And Julie was more serious. My, some, my aunt, one of one, somebody in the family said that people would be having having monkeys with organ grinders and, and having cotton candy out on the lawn if it weren't for Julie because she said no. Because he couldn't say no to anybody. Nobody. He could not say no. You know, so they were really good balance. Yeah. She's tough. For <laughs> she, sure, yeah. You know, you have to be, but... She was from Alabama and very, very, very southern. I have pictures of my mother was in their wedding and, uh, and all of the in that circular staircase in her house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yes. Yeah. My aunt Mimi had the pet. She had all the postcards made, and wow. she had those T-shirts. She had those, and she had. I remember she had to buy them by the gross each size. She had a place where she stored them, and she had Wedgwood make the plates and uh, the plate that's up there. It was pretty. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a whole family. And Malcolm invented the electric boat. Yes. So, and that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And my mother lived up here, so they never, they never seen it. They've never seen it. I'm gonna tell you something. In that house, most people were entertained at Shabiran. 
look at Duchess of Windsor. I mean, it's just it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Every Miss America, always. Mm -hmm. And I used to I used to get to meet them because it always called me. She was so beautiful. They loved Winter Haven. I mean, they and they just loved Florida. So what else would I say? I think that they were really good people. I mean, they're very God fearing, patriotic. You know, and and really, I mean, obviously they're very successful, but. I feel like they were very down to earth. It was interesting. Interesting. The Sean Moran was really interesting too because he came several times with, at the time his wife was Saroya, and um, she's beautiful, just absolutely beautiful. And I, uh, the Sean wanted a, a Lincoln, a new Lincoln, and Uncle Malcolm had invented some part for Ford Motor Company, so he had an N. So, um, they delivered and went down to Miami, and they all, of course, got to be with them. Mm. And then they visited them, the Shah, uh, and um, in Iran, not in Persia. Yeah, same thing. You know, when they had a freeze one time, um, he had a, you know, he used this what called smudge pots. You know what those are? Mm. That you know, they're heaters. Mm -hmm. You know. And he went one time had it painted gold. And he said, "This is a gold-plated California smudge pot." He was oh. always in competition with California. <laughs> Same beautiful Cypress Garden. Yeah. We got to go there. Um, I, the man who was the horticulturist, and Bill, because Bill was into it too, um, became friends. And he said, "I said, you know, I want to see it when it's lit up with all the smudge pots." And I said, "I hear it's like a fairyland." When I was a child, we used to ride over. And you know, like in the hills and Lake Wales, and everything, there were so many groves, and you go, it's like a fairyland, just all the little mm -hmm. fires. Yeah. So we got to go over there, and they, uh, they had them behind the Bougainvillea. Our children were really little. Behind, and it was like, ugh, it was like a fairyland. It was just beautiful, cold. I mean, you can imagine, because it had to be cold yeah, for us yeah, yeah. quite a bugs. amount of time. Yeah. I was in France, when that, which is a long time ago. Um, I lived there. I graduated college in 66, so 67, 68. And um, you go to the movies, and in between movies there would be, you know, stuff, trailers, and they would have cypress gardens, and people in the audience would go, oh, the paradise, the paradise, paradise. <laughs> it, I mean, it, was just, it was so much fun, though, to be with him, because everywhere he went, he, he didn't just promote cypress gardens, he promoted Florida and citrus and Florida oranges and so you can see the sort of the the beginning and the end game from from his work, right? right? So so preserving old Florida with Cypress Gardens, yet at the same point, the birth of the theme park, right? And we get Disney and Bush and Universal. Well, he's one of the ones that, that got Disney to come. Yeah, you yeah. know that, and he did with Marine Land the same um, thing, and um, yeah. Yeah, I remember the guy, Colonel, whatever his name is, that handled the Disney stuff. His wife's birthday was Halloween, and so was Angie Lee's. So they used to compare what to get, because it was very hard to find things, you know, what what to get her. She was somebody, of course, who had pretty much everything. So, um, so he helped get Disney. Yes. Even though Disney, in the end, was kind of a way. Yeah, kind of heard it. Mm -hmm. Heard it. So how would you like to keep the Pope legacy alive? What would what would be what would be the way the goal for you? 
I think people to know that they were very giving people and um, they just had a passion for Florida as did my grandfather Dick Pope's father and um, I mean he just apparently he and he and um, uh, my uncle Dick both they just they just loved it and I would love for people I would like for people to know and to remember the old Florida as well as the new Florida. Throughout the years, Cypress Gardens has entertained millions with its blend of natural beauty, spectacular shows, and Southern hospitality. And these golden years of the past hold the promise of an exciting future for Florida's original show place.